In the suite, my name is Rich. I'm joined here by my co-host. As usual, we have Uriel. What's up, yo? And we got Indy. Hi, everybody. Gentlemen, what is going on this week? What is new in your worlds? I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Unexpected, but, uh, you know, good for you. Congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. Yeah. New Uriel expecting a vapor baby sometime soon. Eventually, mm-hmm. one day. <laughs> it just comes out looking like Helios wrapped in a Windows 95 t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to pawn it for adoption, but if you want pawn, me to keep... You're going to pawn it for adoption? You're not going to put it up for adoption? You're going to hope to go to the pawn shop and get a few bucks for it? You know how much money <laughs> sure, you can get yeah, for that. a vapor baby? You know what? You know what? You have a point. I'm going to treat the motion of life how about you and what have you been doing um i started a new job like four days ago so that's been really crazy trying to keep up with all my regular stuff in life like podcast my writing i'm shipping out the magazines um packing them all up and just as i got three hours of sleep twice this week like if that so i'm fucking grinding it out right now yeah Oh yeah, but I'm good. Busy. I'm happy. It's good. Good to hear that. So. Looking for a girl. Oh, I asked a girl out, sort of, and she ignored me. Nice. So, yeah, I planted I the seed over. Are getting pretty serious. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a great, great quote. Um, yeah. So Whoa. I planted the seeds over six months and developed a great relationship with her, and then. But I, didn't, well, I don't shit where I eat, right? So I was like, okay, I'm, if there ever comes a point to be able to talk to her about, you know, personal, non-work-related stuff, which we did when we weren't at work, but, you know, push it to that next level. And she has been ghosting me since I sent that message. So that's good. That's so, uh, eh, Andy's, Andy's new name is Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I do love that film. <laughs> did you watch it? American Psycho, since we spoke about it? I, ha- I haven't watched it since we uh, we talked about it a few episodes. Wait, Patrick Swayze? That's, that's... Patrick Bateman. Yeah, oh, I was about shit. to say, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, I don't know what's worse. he's an action film star, is it, or what? Yeah, Patrick Swayze's an actor. Yeah. He's dead now, but like he did a movie called Ghost. Yeah, And the, the person who one. was like uh, Patrick Bateman, I think, was Christian Chris- Bale. Christian yeah. Bale. No, Patrick Swayze was in Dirty Dancing and um, right. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and, no, Patrick and Swayze said the quote. Yeah, great movie. That was his. Now, if quote. you were, if I was calling you Patrick Bateman after asking a girl out, we'd have some serious issues, <laughs> and the Mounties would probably be knocking on your door right now. That so that's very why she hasn't issue. contacted me. <laughs> Did you tell her you have some videotapes you have to return? Is that why she <laughs> she ignored you? yeah oh that's amazing uh, all right all right what so are we we'll listening to this week guys uh what have i been listening to a yes. lot of uh chris isaac 
like he's like this f- folks rock uh, blue style crooner. He's pretty like weird, I guess, but it's kind of down to earth. He also did a voice spot on uh, this show called Over the Garden Wall, and Love that I show. know him mostly because. Like, I was on a website cataloging voice actors, and he was on there because it's his birthday. Mm. Yesterday was his birthday. What do you mean, cataloging voice actors? Like, they catalog the credits and, like, roles of voice actors. Oh, like, you, it's like IMDb, basically. You, you weren't cataloging voice actors. It was No, just... I was not. No. Okay. No. I was going to say, I'm like, oh, is that like a random hobby that you have that you just kind of... I mean, I wish I could contribute for the site, but no, I got things to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, Andy, uh, what about that's, you? Yeah, that's that's great. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll check. I'll check that out. Cool. Um, for me, I've been well. I've been into drum and bass so hard over these past two weeks. I don't know why. Really, uh, I just there's a really good song I found, and I was like, God, I love drum and bass. And then I just went on it in a little phase, and I'm still in it. But I am trying to learn. Um, Christ's material mm, for okay. you know the hundred percent electronic on show. Yep. Yeah, Christ and uh eighteen carat affair, who I didn't He's really get some, into much. Some good stuff on there. Carat. Yeah. Nice. Like his eighteen carat affair, oh, that guy, like he I don't understand why people don't talk about him more. Yeah, like I had never really heard anything before the hundred percent electronic con uh, announcement and oh. On the, um, I'd heard of him, but like you know, it wasn't like a really a one of the key names that you hear about constantly in the community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I listened to it on the uh, Spotify playlist. It came up, and it's like, man, this is like really good. This is like he should be a bigger deal in the community. Honestly, mm-hmm. he's got a, such a special sound. No one does anything yeah. like what he does. Yeah, and he's been I'm doing definitely it for, looking for a forward long to that. time. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that at the show. Mm-hmm. Cool. I honestly can't give an answer. I've heard his stuff like a bunch of times, and like mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that he's like perfectly unique and ever, any more than anyone else. But like he's definitely been there a while. And he's done some very very solid stuff. That's no? just cool. Like when you like find something that kind of clicks so well that you're like unaware of, even if it's existed for so long. Um, yeah, yeah. You just get a cool feeling about it. Hey, he- better late than never to like uh, support uh, an artist. Yeah, Absolutely. that's exactly it. I'm like, fuck, his shit came out in like 2013. <laughs> you know? 2013? Fuck. I'm yeah. used to thinking that's not a long time ago, but actually it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least as far as this scene or music goes, like, if I did this podcast in 2013, there would be child labor laws being broken. <laughs> also, no listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true because no one would know what the hell you're talking about. True, very true. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I've so, yeah. been uh, I've been listening to some, a few things. Uh, go over uh, Tupperwave because um, Sandy mm-hmm. just did the interview. Uh, the "To You, Baby with Love" album. It's just a solid, solid album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, Bay Five, which Wait, it's out. It. No. One, once this ish, once this uh, this episode drops, it will be out. But he's released a couple tracks off of it, um, including uh, "Bad Boy," which is just such. It, it is such a good song. It is such a banger. 
I cannot wait to listen to that full album. Um, it it's is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And it's all like, I mean, he's got like stuff that's like it's original stuff. There's some samples in it, but I mean, you know, I think he hired a symphony for it at one point and he's like got people that like wrote original music and everything for various features on it. It's going to be wow. Awesome. That is, I really want to hear that. That sounds sick. Go, it's on, go on Spotify and it's, it's on there. Um, it's right on there his, already. Yeah, it's on there. You can stream it. He, he's, he's posted a few songs on there. He mashed it up with the, um, you know, the GTA video where someone modded the car to look like the piano and they're like driving down the street playing Vanessa oh, Carlton. The best. But he like modded it with the bad boy, his, his <laughs> new song. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of, it, it's pretty funny. But yeah, that song is really good. I cannot wait for that album to, uh, to come out. Listen mm-hmm. to it tomorrow once it drops. <clears throat> oh, that's tomorrow. Oh, nice. I saw yeah, I his, he has midnight a post tonight, on... and I think he's doing a live stream, like at some point the night mm-hmm. before. To listen, you can listen to it with um, with him while he's before it's released. Mm-hmm. Camino eighty four did the same thing for Yacht Rock Breaks too. I think a lot of people do that now. So. Yeah, Strawberry did it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but listen to that, and then um, one other thing I just wanted to also say so i mean we listen to i assume you guys listen to other podcasts and stuff too um other than the private suite podcast you don't like to just listen to yourself talk uh while you're walking down the street or or doing whatever but listen to some other stuff um and i just wanted to give a shout out there's one show uh called the important questions podcast i've been listening to them for a while now and i actually was a guest on there a couple weeks ago on one episode um, so definitely go give him a give him a listen. I'll Sweet. put a link in the description. Uh, just be forewarned, it is a very explicit show and kind ah. of um, offensive Sexy. in some ways to some people. If you uh, <laughs> if you're sensitive, uh, just be uh, forewarned. So, uh, but it's very 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 funny. Very very funny what, show. What's the subject matter? So the the premise is they each there's four people on it and each of them have a question like a, a uh-huh. general question it's like you know what is like something that someone does in a movie theater that just like absolutely grinds your gears and they just kind of bs about it for 15 minutes or um, why does something you know exist or whatever um so sometimes it's stupid sometimes it's whatever but i mean it usually is stupid they're kind of devolved it's a comedy podcast it's a comedy podcast yeah but um small show but They've been around for a while. They're doing some good work. So go check them out. I highly recommend it. Sweet. What was the name again? The Important Questions Podcast. Cool. So we'll put a link in the description for that. All right. First up, what are we talking about? I'm hungry. You're hungry? Sounds yo, like it's... Yo, uh, I want Vaporwave, man. You want some Vaporwave? I want some vape cookies. Some vapor, vape cookies. So we're going to talk about some some Vaporwave foods. So uh, this is not like our private sweet podcast uh, that we because did we're dead serious. Because <laughs> as you know, talking about food related to your music genre is one hundred percent serious. Very much so. So there's obviously you know we talk about various topics that kind of like inspire the same feelings of vaporwave music or or things that kind of relate to it. We did the whole the movies. We've done some other things, but I think food is also a very important topic that are very important thing that kind of brings out some nostalgia and it brings out some some feelings 
and it's not just food it's like stuff that's surrounding the whole food world whether it be restaurants or even just packaging or experiences so Mm -hmm. what are some things that kind of scream vaporwave when you think about food nectar aka crystal pepsi you know i literally bought that when they relaunched it not just out of curiosity but because like it was kind of vapory and i was deep into like my casual vaporwave phase Mm -hmm. at the time i didn't know too much deep in and when i bought it it was fucking delicious and they added caffeine which is a bonus for me because i don't like coffee or anything so i could stay the hell up nice (laughs) so you actually so you enjoyed crystal pepsi yes especially like the new caffeine version because the old one didn't have caffeine in it i don't know why they didn't but hey Hmm. i think it was try they were trying to market it more like a healthy like a healthy kind of soda but what were they on crack i (laughs) Yeah, it was the '80s, man. I mean, that's okay. What, okay, no you have a happened. point. I guess healthy would mean they didn't include lard in the soda or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's only two thousand calories or whatever. Um, yeah, the, I, <laughs> I I made sure I went out and tried that when it came out too, just out of just sheer curiosity because it's one of those things that you hear about that was supposedly a complete failure, and they don't know if there's a reason they don't make it anymore, and it sucks and it's terrible. But it it is so '80s. It's so quintessentially 80s, so I was definitely interested in trying it, and I tried it, and oh, I, for me, for me, it was fine. Like, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think the problem is that like it's honestly too similar. A lot of things are a lot in like left field, but this one in particular, you don't really need to buy it, and not everyone's going to. No, it just it tasted slightly off from yeah. regular pepsi not in a not like in a bad way but it was just okay mm-hmm. i've tried crystal yeah, I pepsi like it now. more than regular pepsi because regular pepsi like loses its flavor fast yeah i'm definitely more of a a coke person over pepsi mm-hmm. generally speaking unless i'm it's more saint, of a uh, unless it's saint pepsi dr pepper <laughs> dr pepper you got to go with mr pib yeah, yeah. okay mr pib is better but like if I have to choose between the Coas or like the spicy cherry sodas, spicy cherry every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't get um, a chance to try it. Did they? Did they have it in Canada? I I don't like, I I want to say no, but I feel like I saw it. So I fucked up. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Wait, is it still available? No. Damn it. <laughs> I'm be in New York it, I, soon. It'll come be, back. It'll come back. Like it, I think it did well enough where, like, on a limited run, it'll they can bring it back. Or it'll be like Invader Zim, or it'll be like back in limited forms, but never truly established. That's true. You can oh, probably man. go on eBay and find a sealed one. It'll probably still be fine. Dude, it'll Invader be flat, Zim. but it'll be the, safe to drink. Well, there's still people that like have like original ones from the '80s, like that they sell for hundreds of dollars or whatever fucking christ why do they because people dude why do people do anything okay you have a point but it's food (laughs) it's Um, moving Uh, on let's speak one more thing with soda so there's another thing uh that again is very 80s you have new coke Uh, yeah yeah all those like new soda experiments like that were in the late 90s like uh coke black coke blue yeah. Um, Pepsi Blue, which I want to try. Which, okay, Cola, oh, Pepsi, I got to try that. Yeah. But New Coke, so 
like they've never officially re-released it up until I think like right now. And if you order a, I think it's direct from Coke. You order a Stranger Things like commemorative pack or something like that. It comes with four cans of new Coke. Nice that they've remade. And I I kind of don't want to spend like thirty dollars on four bottles of commemorative soda just to get four cans of new Coke. Like I wish it would just like come back to like stores for a month or so, so I can just buy some some of it just to try it. Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's people say they hated it, but I don't think it's bad. It's just different. It's just not what they. You want to know what new Coke is? What is new Coke? It's like undietized Diet Coke. If you want to try like dietized regular Coke, get Coke Zero. That's basically what it is. Okay, and Coke Zero is fine. I mean, Coke I don't, I don't like so any much diet products. It doesn't taste very good, and it's not particularly healthy for you. But no, yeah, exactly. I never drink soda. Like, like, if you want to be healthy and drink soda, get some water. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean that. Yeah, I mean it's it's that's one of the healthiest things you can do is to to cut out or limit soda um, mm-hmm. from from buying it. I mean, I I I drink it like if I'm like at like a restaurant or something. I don't buy it for my house ever. Um, doesn't help that Philadelphia has a citywide uh, soda tax where they tack on five cents for every ounce of soda in a bottle. So it's like prohibitively mm-hmm. expensive to actually buy soda in the city of philadelphia right now yeah yeah it's interesting when when places do that yeah like i can't justify three dollars for a two liter when i can like go over to jersey like if i'm doing shop shopping or whatever and Mm -hmm. it's 99 cents so i mean in a way it works it's preventing people from actually spending too much money on that kind of stuff but it doesn't work away from (laughs) that's true yeah but let's get off the political soapbox for now um (laughs) Um, so another another aspect of this also is restaurants. Um, obviously, there are certain restaurants that kind of just scream vaporwave aesthetic and they scream like 90s or 80s. And, and the perfect example is pre-renovation Taco Bells. Yeah. I mean, don't they have like almost the same menu? I mean, yeah, the menu doesn't change. There's only... There's five ingredients on a Taco Bell menu. Yeah. And they just the kind vibe. of rearranged them into different shapes and, and, and arrangements. And I'm not complaining about it. I, I very much enjoy Taco Bell. But um, if you find one of the restaurants that is pre-renovation and it hasn't been updated to their new aesthetic and whatnot, it, it's like straight out of like 1989 or early 90s with like teals and purples and, and whatnot. And it's... Yeah, they were trying to be. Yeah, that's what happens with a lot of this stuff. They try to be like really hip and cool, and it ends up dated by the end of the decade or pentade, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when you look back on it, the obnoxious stigma it had it tends to be forgotten, so it gets nostalgic, and you associate it with better times in your life, or you just prefer the image of it better. Yeah, I mean. At least for me, like particularly with Taco Bell, um, usually the ones that are not renovated are pretty crappy and not clean and, and not maintained very well. Uh, and the newer ones are, are much better. 
but mm-hmm. like I, w- I almost wish they would like make a new one using that mm-hmm. that same color palette and that same feeling I feel like it'd be really really cool mm-hmm. if any of the restaurants would do it it would be Taco Bell for for doing something like that I mean they just I think today they announced they have uh, a limited Taco Bell hotel opening up in Palm Springs for a period of time <laughs> where you can go and like just stay there and party and eat Taco Bell the whole time. Nice. That actually sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't think of any like dish or food, but restaurants. You got to have that 60s diner look. Yeah, that could do, but like that's been a th- that was a thing yeah. of nostalgia even in the 80s. That's like baby boomer nostalgia. Like, I, yeah, that, that's exactly. like I, I don't American graffiti. Yeah, I mean, the old '60s style diner. I, I to me that doesn't do it. But there's there are other ones. So like growing up, there was a diner near my house, uh, and it was it was it was obviously styled in the '80s and '90s. Mirrors everywhere, and like shiny, you know, brass and and metal finishes and stuff. And it was it just it screamed, just. 80s architecture elements and they've just never updated it and it's Mm -hmm. always the same and they don't need to update it because you know the people that are probably going there don't care what it Uh looks like it's you're going because it's consistent diner food you you go to any diner in the country you know what you're gonna get yeah pretty much you know they have sandwiches burgers breakfast probably a meatloaf at some point and then other food that you probably just shouldn't eat because no one probably buys it and the food's bad. So it's fresh frozen. <laughs> for me, what it's does it is kind of the same thing that St. Pepsi's private caller does for me. It provides a sense of comfort and uh, welcoming, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah, I, I mean, food food comforts you. I mean, that that's. That's, 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 that's why point, people, basically. you know, if you get people get depressed and they, they turn to food for comfort, you know, they're feeling bad. They go and you're, you're sad and you eat a quart of ice cream because that feels good. You know, it, it may not feel good later and you may hate yourself after you do it. But I mean, it's, you know, in that moment, it, it is a comforting thing to to have something that tastes good to enjoy. So mm-hmm. the same way with music, you it feels good to listen to a song that you know or a song that you know lifts you up a little bit so yeah food definitely can you know they're not interchangeable but they they're similar in what they can do for you mentally Mm -hmm. Uh, for an actual dish um, definitely ramen because you know the whole Japanese aesthetic again comfort Mm -hmm. as well but Especially in Future Funk, we see all these anime grooves and gifs from old shows, like you were talking yeah. about Young Bay. Uh, they often feature ramen in those shows, and there's nice illustrations yeah. of ramen and stuff. So that that's definitely vaporwave for me. Yeah, actually, I'm waiting for. I think I ordered an album months ago called by Economy Elite called mm-hmm. Late Night Ramen. Um, I'm still waiting for the cassette for that. I haven't gotten it yet. And I ordered Dang. it, I think, back in February or something. Hmm. I got to double check on that. I haven't gotten it. But yeah, that was, yeah, that ramen aesthetic. I mean, the cover of that album is like, you know, a 80s glamour shot 
eating ramen or something like that. So mm, true. What do you guys think about uh we you know, we talked on the private sweet podcast, we talked about candy, but what about like there's certain ice cream shops where you can go in and get your sherbet ice cream and whatever, but then they have this whole like sprinkles section where you have these different candies and gummy bears and chocolates and whatever. Put that shit on there. That's like got a, a vapor a vapor wave uh, look to it almost. It looks I mean, yeah, you can customize anything. I mean, it's that's like, part of my beef with like people considering Fiji water and Arizona green tea like vaporwave stuff as well as Pepsi's old design. It's not just anything inherent to the drink because it's it's green tea in fucking water. Like <laughs> yeah, how but, how, I mean, how do you need to like micromanage water? They don't even need to put any ingredients on the bottle. They need to put the pH and that's it. So two things with with that. The the cover design the, is basically what's happening there. Well, it is, but like so you, the green tea with especially the it's it's not just green tea it's the arizona green tea you know the oh yeah the 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 green can with the um the 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 cherry blossom plant on it Mm -hmm. um that's like an iconic design it's also a design that's been around since you know the early 90s for the most part there's actually a really good uh video on youtube Um, there's a channel called company man and he basically just talks about different companies and like their successes and and you know how they've grown so much or you know their fall and whatever and he he did a video on arizona iced tea and how it kind of formed and their big thing is not so much the tea that they make but it's the can you know they they have the larger can because it stands out it's definitely unique to what they do they still charge 99 cents for it which is the same price they've always charged for it you know since the 90s um so and the design really hasn't changed too much since then so this is an item that aesthetically is still available in stores and still looks the same as it did back in the 90s wow so you know it it, you know someone you know that's kind of just you know a, a young kid now sees it and they don't think anything about it but like someone like you know my age who's you know grew up in the 90s sees that and it that kind of can bring you back because it hasn't changed like you you had the same can you paid the same amount for the can back when you grew up mm-hmm. so i can see how how you know the the arizona iced tea in particular not just green tea but like the arizona iced tea definitely calls back to that that vaporwave feeling and that aesthetic because it's it, it's like modern day nostalgia that's it's like archived you know still available for you Mm-hmm. Um, and the Fiji part of it, to me, the reason that is so prevalent is more that that luxury kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like it, it's kind of absurd, like the the notion of luxury water. Um, and it's That's also it, it it's it's like the most consumerist thing you can possibly get. It should like water is the most pretty much the most basic thing you can possibly consume on this planet everything's made of some amount of water we're 70 percent water we need water to survive it, it's you know there's fresh water and salt water that's that's about it and then you have fiji water which is luxury water you yeah know, it's made it's, it's it's from one spring in fiji and it, it it's you know there's only one place on earth it's the most pure water it's the best water so, so you know it's good 
it's, it's exact. I mean, it is. It it does taste very good, but. What? It doesn't even come from springs. You know, like, they just get tap water from Nary and buy the rights to it, right? I don't know. So, still, I mean, still, still, probably. It's definitely the I mean, Sani. Like, the Sani's purified and, and enriched and stuff like that. There are bottled water companies that you can go and you can get water. I mean, it, that comes straight from whatever source. I mean, there was... So, interestingly, there was... Um, when I was in Iceland a few years ago... Mm-hmm. Um, they were telling us there they had a problem selling bottled water there. And not a, I shouldn't say there's a problem selling bottled water. It just didn't exist until you know recently, within the past decade or so, or two decades. Uh, mm-hmm. And the reason they didn't have it was the water there is so pure because it's all like glacial runoff water, basically, and it's all pure and it's all clean, and people drink it. But tourists came and were looking for bottled water so they started bottling it after that in order to appeal to tourists um, and they also export it in some places but like that water is it's not really processed it's not it's not processed it's just straight from glaciers and stuff but you know there is a a luxury element to it so i think the fiji going back to the fiji stuff i think that's more used in an ironic sense mm-hmm. in vaporwave because when you think about it like there is nothing luxury about water, but here's this thing that's completely quote unquote opulent in the food world that no one really needs. You don't need Fiji water. You don't need luxury water. You just need water. But this thing is so exclusive and it's expensive and combined with some of the other opulence that we see within the genre for luxury themes, it it plays into it. No, that actually makes a lot of sense. We should come up with a new product called luxury water elite. Luxury, luxury water, elite. water elite no no that's never going to happen <laughs> watch that like just appear on the market like tomorrow after it gets released or something i'm already working on it why you didn't why i didn't say anything it's he just copyrighted it like <laughs> two seconds ago ah Patton. nuts <laughs> uh what about like rainbow popsicles and stuff freezies let's talk about freezies. uh let's talk about it's a caduzies real quick what's um, an I'm, it's a caduzy oh my god Uriel, they're like those long ones. Yeah. Yeah, I was born too late. It really sucks, don't it? It's a Caduceys were sold, I think, in like six packs. And imagine imagine a typical Popsicle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Same kind of stuff. Um, But it was, they they must have been 10 inches long, at least. And had this like thick plastic stick that they were on just for structural integrity, I guess. Yeah. And they were kind of twisted, and it was like a bunch of different flavors that were twisted together. Oh, um, that thing? Yeah. I've seen, yeah. seen some of that before. Like, they never call them It's a Caduceys. I think they don't the make new them name is Cyclone? Yeah, yeah, that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. They still God, exist. That is they're such a they're not the same. They're like... smaller and not special. Like, I don't know. This, the, the, the texture oh, yeah. and the flavors um, is different. That, it's it's not the same. That That's a... That's a glorified rocket pop, and then you're you're gonna go for <laughs> rocket pop anyway yeah, this, because it's better. Again, this looks like that's, a green maple. That is like that's a good example. The the classic rocket pop, you know, that brings you back to like, you know, summers as a kid and and um, yeah, freedom. Fourth of July and freedom. Indy Fourth of July is the the day that we won our independence from from britain canada in case you yeah oh yeah we, canada. we have I, to I learn all didn't. your shit even though we don't want to <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding 
<laughs> Me too. Uh, if you guys had um, to pick a fruit to you, classify as vapor fruit, what, what mm-hmm. would you pick? Vapor fruit. Um, for me, it's pineapple. Uh, I'm gonna say pineapple. I'm not a fan of pineapple. Pineapple flavoring much. is good. Pineapple itself, no. I would Just go with the look. The look of it. It's like I mean, I I, I wouldn't like. I try not to apply vapor food to like natural things that just it's not that it doesn't sit right with me it's that it doesn't really fit the vibe you know what i'm saying i think no. i would go with uh with artificial blue raspberry flavor is uh <laughs> fits the vaporwave aesthetic it's oh, just raspberry flavoring flavor. dyed blue it's I, I i know but it's blue raspberry there's a difference uriel oh oh squeeze if me. i'm eating a berry item I expect it to be blue. If if I see a blue food item, I expect it to be berry flavored. Yo, I just found this uh, bread off the ground. You want it? It's blue. It probably <laughs> tastes like berries. <laughs> yes, try it. It probably does. I mean, I, I, in terms of like an actual fruit that's that would remind you of vaporwave. I mean, just put put it beside the statue in a beautifully lit area, a vaporwave lighting. And we've got our Michelangelo little head there, and then beside it, we've got a pineapple. Yeah, maybe it's I mean, because would... of the size of the pineapple. You can like display it or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting to look at. I mean, I'd probably say like a watermelon or even cherries as well. That kind of watermelon, yeah. You know, um, that's got a summer vibe to it. Yeah, watermelon. Pepsi vibe. Uh, let me think of another one. I'll just try to input this. Uh, Dragon fruit, kind of nice, strange. for sure. The I haven't color? had it, but I heard it's pretty sick. It doesn't taste like that much, actually. Really? Yeah, it's kind of flavorless. It does have some flavor, but it doesn't taste like you like it looks like you expect this explosion of flavor, like all these colors, like no, no, no. It's kind it's of an explosion of light. It's it's deceptively named. You expect like something yeah. called dragon fruit to be like punchy and like really powerful, mm-hmm. and it's just like, eh, okay, it's, it's not it's bad. Great. It's it's cool. It's good. Not good. Not bad. Oh, cotton candy also is God. a big one. That's not a fruit. Well, that I, I'm another thingy. We're moving. We're we're moving through this adventure here. I'm moving all too right. fast. All right. All right. All right. I thought you it's already like been 35 minutes. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah, we were like <laughs> way overdue for this one topic. Yeah, yeah apparently. I, I think basically, I mean, we can we can wrap this topic up. Um, yeah. I mean, you can wrap it up food, in the taco food, shell. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, food food brings out memories. Food brings out some feelings that you you know of of better times that we had. So I, I think it elicits the same feelings that vaporwave can have, um, and and particular foods in general hark back to certain times that really really captured the vaporwave feeling mm-hmm. yeah i agree cool all right so up next what do we got uh the uh the, the woman that recorded vhs's i think it was seventy thousand over her lifetime marion stokes maybe you can explain that a bit better so, this woman in, I don't know if she was in Philadelphia or New York. It, it references Philadelphia in the article. Um, it's an article on hyper, um, hyper allergic. 
um, called The Woman Who Recorded Decades of TV News on 70,000 VHS Tapes. So this woman, she she's described by her son as, as a very difficult woman and, and very interesting upbringing. She basically, at one point, decided to start recording the news to start recording news off of off of tv um and it states it was right around um 1979 during the iran hostage crisis Mm -hmm. which was when uh there were some uh, i i forget i think it was uh protesters or, or or people in the embassy were were stuck there um in iran and canada ultimately helped out with with getting them out of there just go watch argo and and kind of get an idea of that mm-hmm. um which is a fa- i i know they took some liberties with some stuff but that's a fantastic movie definitely go check that out i think that was ben affleck's directorial debut yeah it was no Everything. i thought no i thought the town was oh yeah maybe it was the town okay well it's one of his he, he won way. awards for it regardless go watch argo it's a great movie um argo but she started herself <laughs> you'll get that joke if you see the movie yes yes you will um so anyway she started recording all these um these news stations or these news broadcasts just around the clock um, and she did this up until she died in 2012 um so the the last things one of the last things she was recording it says was the sandy hook school shootings um and after she passed away she recorded approximately 70,000 VHS tapes. Cataloged, organized, a labor of yeah. love. Yeah, like this isn't just, st- I mean, it is stacks and stacks of, of tapes, but it's not like a typical hoarding situation where you walk in and there's just piles of newspapers and, and garbage and just crap everywhere. I mean, this is meticulously organized and detailed and it it's it's insane the amount of time that must have gone into doing this. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to imagine how much she spent on VHS tapes over the years. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're not particularly expensive, but I mean, 70,000 of anything is unless you're talking about rice or something. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. going to be a dollar a piece, you know? Yeah, seriously. So, um, and especially up until 2012, they probably, they're not the easiest things to just find anymore. Like you need mm-hmm. to, really search for blank tape so yeah meticulously archived and and you know the sun didn't want to just get rid of them because this is this is like essentially like life's work you know cataloging it mm-hmm. um it's basically so history too yeah it is, exactly. it is history so it so they've donated the whole collection to the internet archive um which is a nonprofit group um, they they will digitize uh, physical media, and ultimately, this whole collection is going to be available on their website, and anyone can search for it and watch it and and dig through it. Um, and what's really cool about this is a lot of news stations like don't have this material saved. Like they don't, they didn't keep this the the records of this stuff because there's no reason why they would need to keep every single recording and they may not just it just may have fallen through the cracks or just gotten lost so it's um, not profitable yeah i mean storage at least up until recently where you know storage 
storage media is is cheap in terms of you know large hard drives and everything else where it's easy to to keep digital media pre pre digital storage you know you it's would need reel to reels or or cassettes or, or discs or whatever and actually store this in a physical location so um, there's it's going to be interesting to see what could happen from this um yeah well there's a film right well yeah mm -hmm. yeah there's you were saying there's there's going to be a film uh kind of documenting her her doing this or like kind of her life and including a lot of the works that she recorded um almost to tell the story of the the journey that um, american news broadcasts took and how they changed over the years and you know kind of the importance of it almost and how it affects people. I really want to see the film. It's at uh, Tribeca Film Festival mm -hmm. and other film festivals right now and should go online soon. And it's it's going to be great because it's a lot like the uh, News at 11 record from Cat Corp, you know, yep. like leading up to 9-11, how everything changes after that. So it'll be interesting to see the actual footage and how the filmmaker put it together to craft the um the experience all over again yeah and he in the article it specifically mentions that like they they created a a grid i guess i guess she was recording multiple channels or multiple feeds she at must one have time been. yeah um because at one point it says from the footage that she she recorded they've put together a grid of various channels in the moments leading up to 9 11 and and when the actual planes hit the twin towers and you can kind of just watch how these these live news news feeds just unfold in different ways, in different broadcast styles, but at the same time showing different things. So it's interesting that this one woman was able to document and do this all on her own, just out of madness or or just yeah. Ha habit how do you or, take or care of your family when you're stuck? Okay, I gotta get this one running because you can't like program it. Right, you got to make sure everything's going. You're running out of tape here. You got to put a new tape in and make sure because it's 24 hours recording all these channels. It's like holy and you assume, crap. I mean, a, a VHS tape has, I think, six hours of recording length. Depending, on it, yeah. Typically, um, so you can change. I it. mean, just yeah. I mean, your average cassette that you're going to go to CVS and buy in the 90s, you know, was like a six-hour tape. That's that's pretty standard. So just mm. you know. That's an immense, immense amount of, of just data and, and, and history that mm -hmm. she has recorded. Uh, I, right. I think it'll be interesting to see how the vaporwave community kind of takes it yeah. and, and kind of runs with it. And, and just filmmakers or artists in general just kind of take this raw content and this raw footage and just either, I don't want to say appropriate it, but just use it in... A different in way. It works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like uh, diffuse it, it. It's accessible. What was that, Indy? No, nothing. Just now that it's accessible, it's going to be exciting yeah. for that people to start playing with it. Yeah. I mean, she seems like just an incredible woman even outside of like uh, archiving. But I'm glad somebody who's done something like this in an era where it was like basically impossible to keep that stuff clean and like preserved is like getting attention even if i haven't heard of her myself mm -hmm. she was certainly on a mission yeah i don't know 
Incredibles one way to describe it. I guess, like I said, her her son describes her in a uh, unique way. Yeah, saying she was kind way. of difficult to to grow up grow up with and exist mm-hmm. with. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever he went through, you know, it something has come out of it. I mean, yeah, come I can't to whatever wait to conclusion see you moment. want want with it. But um, yeah, I think it's it's really interesting. I think it's going to at some point play a a big part in in the vaporwave community because there's just all these aesthetics that kind of come up and and uh, you know different styles of broadcast and and media Mm -hmm. that you see throughout you know news channels you know over the years yeah Um, some of the on-screen graphics and everything and and that just it adds it just adds something to the whole experience of of looking back on that era Uh, a, a great example of that kind of media and enhancing a, a certain aesthetic uh, have you watched the the dead mall series Dan oh, yeah. Channel uh, yeah, by Dan Bill. No, i've seen that before yeah so all of his videos on youtube they all like they'll show the mall and then it'll cut to this sequence of just old 80s footage or some kind of footage whether it be like a talk show or a commercial or something um, that just kind of screams that era Um, it just kind of gets you in the mood to like you know look at something from that period and then he cuts to like a mall that's just abandoned and depressing and run down or or whatever but um, yeah like that kind of footage could really really enhance or or, or change the whole mood of a video or or project or whatever Mm mm-hmm yeah, good point. I wish yeah. he would do more of that. Like the good, the dead mall stuff is cool, but yeah, you want to see this as compilations of uh, yeah. of stuff yeah. overlaying with uh, some other some because va- he uses vaporwave in the um, the credits and stuff, and and yeah. and mm-hmm. and he sets it to play in the background uh, while he's walking through the mall. He kind of tweaks the audio so it sounds like it's playing over a PA system. Yeah, in the so mall, awesome. which is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Dead Mall series. Check it out if you haven't. Oh, yeah. And the film was called Recorder, the Marion Stokes Project. It's not about a bad flu. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about first graders playing a, uh, a classroom instrument. Yes. A little more of that. <laughs> we got anything what if, else what, to what if there, about? <laughs> what if there was a vaporwave subgenre of like entirely recorder music? I would smash it over who invented its head. I do not want to hear another recorder ever again. Uh, okay. I feel like I've heard you say that before. I have not. I don't know. I've, heard, I've said the phrase, I will smash it over their head before, but okay. not about recorders. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right. Note taken. All right. The um, last thing we wanted to discuss today was an album that recently came out called one second compilation uh one second a compilation album on new motion on new motion you want to talk about it indy okay i think we should just play it play like 20 15 seconds of it you mean 15 tracks yeah we'll play 15 songs yeah because <laughs> they're one second each yeah mm. it's uh i don't know if you're gonna queue it up but there's actually a tape for it as well a cassette and it's almost sold out too, which is crazy because I have like a million cassettes. 
but I'm it's, probably not going to grab this one. <laughs> like, it's pretty dissonant. Yeah. Like, but it's so interesting. I, I see, like, I'm looking at the credits and, like, apparently my friends online did this behind my back. Or maybe they just didn't tell me about it. Like, I know, I recognize 90% of these names. Like, especially in, like, the deep credits for, like, production, Death Hill check out their games window who runs new motion records who's pretty fucking cool daffod was cool as well the design by apollo trayvon and C-Bot. they're cool as well yeah all right you ready i'm yeah. ready yeah It's that's really just, neat. That's just a, a taste of it, but it's it's a it is a hundred and twenty track album that is exactly two minutes long because each track is one second, um, and it's some big names. I mean, there's some some small names. There's also some some big names on there that we see, um, like you know Uriel was just naming. But it's an interesting project. Yeah, like. It's crazy. Just to think, yeah. like, you could fit all of this into, like, a fucking second and not have it be, like, grindy punk and stuff, you know? Yeah, each each clip has its own, like, unique sound to it. It has... You can tell that there's a difference. It's not just, like, blah, and, and that's it. Like, there there is a unique difference to each one, and it's, it's very interesting that you can capture something like that in just one second. Um, Mm -hmm. You see stuff like this in other mediums. Um, There's, I think there's an annual film festival called the five second film festival. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they, the whole point is to create a five second film um, and see, you know, can you convey a story from beginning, middle to end in only five seconds? Yeah. It reminds me of um, uh, that channel, five second films, which is like a comedy sketch channel. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm-hmm. What I think about when I hear this is, who are the artists? Like, what are they thinking about when they're making this? Like, what's inspiring them? What mood are they in? It kind of tells me something about them with each song. You know, you can listen to a whole song and be like, okay, I feel like I get, I understand what that artist was trying to say. Maybe that was a reflection of them or whatever. Here's another song by another artist, and you can just compare all day. But that takes a long time. This is like, compare 120 artists in two minutes obviously it's not perfect but it does say something yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like how did they make it, each it's one fucking crazy i um embarrassing thing to admit i actually avoided it for a bit because i thought it was 120 minutes because i'm stupid <laughs> you're not stupid uriel yeah you're right thank you i'm very i'm a genius there you go. I mean, I, let's not go that far, but I mean, <laughs> oh. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, compilation albums are 
you know, they could be great. They can be, you know, whatever. I think for Vaporwave, I think I said this in the last episode, I, I don't think they typically work too well because so much of Vaporwave relies on the flow from song to song or, or the whole album to tell a story. With this, it's like it it the compilation is what makes it. Like, you know, the fact that you can hear such differences going from song to song is what sets it apart. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was the same artist making 120 different little things, you know, it would it wouldn't be nearly as interesting. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, and this like kind of it blends together even even like they had to have some level of communication. Like it was like a pass by flash sort of thing on Newgrounds where somebody animates like a few frames, next person animates the next frames and they have to work off the previous person's work. Well, either that and, you know, maybe... It doesn't work 100% like this, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Part of the art could also just be the arrangement. You know, whoever actually sat down to put this together, you know, listened to these clips these these songs and actually arrange them in a way that made sense because maybe yeah. they didn't work together maybe he said hey i make make me a one second song make me make me something that's one second and then they went and actually arranged it in a way that had a sense of flow to it yeah exactly mm-hmm. i know like a hundred percent of the profits reading the description right now go to earth save which apparently is like this canadian organization for like the environment, I hope it's not as shitty as Greenpeace. No, but anything no. for the environment that is pretty fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, it's great. It was a um, charity thing, and it was curated by those two two guys, Window and Daffodil. Well, and yeah, I wonder how they thought about. Uh, they're like changing. Okay, this song needs to go here. Can okay, move this one back a bit. This one's got to go to the end. Like, how do you organize that? Maybe it was just random. Very just well. threw it in. <laughs> It's interesting, um, you know. It, it's cool that it goes to, uh, you know, everything's going to charity. It's it's it emphasizes that community aspect of everything. You know, that the community kind of came together to to put this together to support a cause and also create something that's like totally unique that not one person could put together. You know, a one second exactly. song on its own is not going to be successful, but in this context, together with everyone else from the community, it, it creates something really interesting really unique mm-hmm. and maybe i'll try and get through it so it's, it's gonna be a rough two minutes but i'll, I'll try yeah i mean you're gonna <laughs> just just block out two minutes on your calendar uh sit down just prepare yourself and you'll do it yeah i i believe in you i i, I think you can do it i got this <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my friends daffodil and window yeah. Oh, you know them? A, I've known them for a very long time. Nice. Well, relatively long time, at least. But well, shout out fucking to awesome them. for doing something like this. Congratulations, mm-hmm. yo. How cool. much is it? Uh, name your price. Okay, okay. I'll buy it when I can. Okay. Name your price. It's like eight bucks for the cassette. There's a few of them left, I think. I um, do not like cassettes. Well, we're not talking about you. We're talking about our audience who may appreciate the finer things that go along with physical media. The finer things in the trash. Yeah, yeah. I think they appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's treasure. Oh, yeah. So we'll... so you're in the trash right now? The, the I mean, treasure. I'm not, I'm not in the trash, but I mean. Might as well be. It's all subjective. Well, like, don't worry. Uh... I, I can, Don't worry. Take it from me. A dumpster fire. <laughs> okay. 
That's all right. We got anything okay. else today? <laughs> I think that's uh, that's nice. about it for today. Yeah. Um, be sure to check out our latest issue of the magazine, issue number seven. It is out now. It is issue seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Issue number seven. Loose track sometimes. Issue number seven out now at privatesweetmag.com. If you want to get with us on social media, uh, Indy and Uriel, where can they find you on social media? I'm at Uriel Machine, spelt U-R-I-E-L, Machine. Uh, the first letter of Uriel and uh, Machine are both capitalized. I'm on Twitter. You can follow me there. Um, I don't really have any other social media I use frequently enough. Is Twitter case sensitive? No. Okay. Yeah. You're just putting it out there. You like it to be capitalized. Oh, yeah. When you search for your girl's name, make sure you capitalize the U and the M. Yeah, bing, bing, bing. He'll find you. <laughs> Andy, I like the capitals, too, in my yeah. Indie Advent. Indie Advent. That's me. Woo. Uh, just go anywhere and look for the picture of the guy singing, and you'll you'll find me. Cool. <laughs> uh, you can find me on... Uh, just Google him. You'll find him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Find me on Twitter and Instagram at PHLSFO. Uh, you can follow the show on this podcast on Twitter at Private Suite Pod. Private Suite Magazine is at Private Suite Mag. Facebook.com slash Private Suite Mag. Instagram.com slash Private Suite Mag. And of course, Patreon.com slash Private Suite Mag. Guys, if that's all we have for today, we'll wrap it up. And until next time, take it easy. Peace. Bye. Later.